the very latest from our local ag industry. The Farming Show with Dylan Honkoop is next on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. Now you can mow, dig, grade, haul, and more with the perfect solution for your property, a Branson tractor. Save your back and your wallet with one of our compact but powerful tractors here at Farmers Equipment Company. Stop by and choose from our full line of Bransons to take on your toughest tasks. With tractors from 19 to 55 horsepower, we have a Branson compact or utility tractor that is perfect for you. Want to use a rotary cutter to tame that tall brush on your property? You can do that. What about snagging a scoop from that pile of gravel to maintain your driveway free of potholes? You can do that too. Branson's six-year warranty along with our factory-trained technicians will make sure your new tractor is always running great. Get the tractor you want and the peace of mind you need at Farmers Equipment Company. To learn more, visit us online at FarmersEquip.com or stop by our locations in Linden or Burlington today. Farmers Equipment Company, serving the Pacific Northwest for over 86 years. Are you looking for an auto shop that offers honest quality service? Hi, I'm Kirk, owner of Angler Automotive. At Angler Automotive, we strive to make sure that all of your automotive service needs are met. Angler Automotive provides the factory recommended services that are required to maintain your vehicle's warranty. Angler Automotive, outstanding quality with honest, reliable service. Check us out online at anglerautomotive.com. KGMI Connects with Joe Tian is about our community and you. I happen to believe that the Bellingham, Whatcom County, uh, the Fraser River Delta, Nipsack, is an enormous healing area. Each weekday at 4 p.m. I'm the old dog. When I walk down railroad, I'm the one who knows who just got here and who didn't. I see them, they're so angry from where they came from, and then through the years, they mellow out because there's a healing energy here. On KGMI 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. Farm workers all over Washington State continuing to gather and rally, voicing their frustration with the current situation here in Washington State. And that situation for them is overtime. Um, a new law here in Washington State that uh, puts uh, the onus on farms to start paying time and a half overtime pay uh, over a set threshold as we've talked about here on the program that uh, threshold has been working its way down from 55 hours last year 48 this year and starting in january it will go down to 40 hours a week now a lot of people think well who who wouldn't want overtime and I, i know even some workers felt that way as well that hey this could be a good thing but as was predicted it's led to workers making less money uh in so many cases, not all cases, but most, um, it's also created a huge burden for farms as well. So it's been a lose-lose for the farming community. And as we've talked about here on the program, farm workers are coming together in rallies around the state saying, 
we don't like this. We want Olympia to listen and come up with a solution. We talked about this with state representative uh, from the 13th district, Alex Ibarra, a few weeks ago here on the program. Uh, He was at one of those rallies and spoke. Uh, Joining us on the phone this morning is State Senator Judy Warnick, also also from the 13th district. Um, Senator, you were at another one of these rallies just this, this past week. Talk about what you are hearing from from the workers who gathered there. Well, I am hearing that they want more hours. Uh, those workers come a, a great distance sometimes to work in the state of Washington, and they would like to uh, make those trips to Washington worthwhile. The other folks that were there at that rally were the farmers. Uh, the orchardists, the producers, they cannot pay time and a half uh, to workers, uh, especially during times where there is uh, extra work needed. The, uh, and that's what we tried to get across to some of our colleagues, that if we could look at it on a seasonal basis, uh, that I'd be willing to support something that would give them the ability, both the the farmers and the uh, and their workers, to to allow more hours. Um, and that's what I heard them say. They said it in Spanish, but uh, they <clears throat> said over and over uh, when I was there, more hours, more hours. We want more hours. Yeah, I was there too. Mas horas, mas horas, uh, yes. was, was the chant. And, and that, you know, I've been to, uh, several of these events around the state, uh, just in the last few weeks, it's the same thing at each of them. Uh, Senator, do you, do you think, you know, in Olympia, Uh, Do you think it's an issue of people just having a hard time? And when I say people, I mean the decision makers um, wrapping their minds around how overtime could be a a bad thing. And to a lot of people who haven't worked in farming, you know, in an office job or an factory job Mm -hmm. or something like that, um, you know, if that's your frame of reference, it would sound crazy. Why wouldn't someone want overtime? Is that one of the big hurdles here? It is um, to just educate uh, my colleagues on what what this means. And I mentioned seasonality. When the crops are ready to harvest, especially this week and uh, within the next week or two, it's cold. The crops need to be harvested. The potatoes need to be dug. The apples need to be picked. Uh, And before it gets colder, before it ruins those commodities. So we have to put in extra hours. But the the budgets that the uh, growers have, that their contracts for the potatoes um, that are set uh, sometimes years in advance, don't include enough uh, pay, enough funds to cover time and a half in overtime. Um, And I talked to um, one grower who had mentioned this to his uh, worker who was an H-2A worker. Uh, He's getting less money and he had been saving for when he goes back home, he'd been saving that extra money to buy a home 
the homes where he comes from were a lot less uh, in value than what we would think about as a home. Mm -hmm. But this particular worker wants to buy a home. Now he doesn't have the additional uh, funds coming in to help with that. So I would uh, certainly like to talk about a seasonality uh, fix uh, for our farmers and anybody who's been around farming, and I know a lot of my colleagues have not, knows that there are days where it is an extra long day and uh, we need we need to just look at that uh, in a more holistic manner. Yeah, and, and that's a good point to mention what's happening right now. And actually, you could probably hear, hear an echo if you're listening this morning. Uh, the show is coming to you from uh, Royal City, Washington, on the road yes. this morning here. Yes. Um, actually, just uh, Austin Allred at uh, Royal Dairy let me a little yeah. office space to be able to have this chat with uh, Senator Warnick here on Great. the program. Mm -hmm. um, but but what's happening out here, and, and for folks in, in Western Washington, we've had our own challenges as moisture has rolled in, and you know the, the yes. clock kind of runs out on when you can get various yes. things done on the farm. Over here on the east side, for folks on the west side who don't know, this cold weather you know, certainly we've, it's been chilly uh, over in Western Washington. It's been down into the twenties, the low twenties here in Eastern Washington in the last few days of this week. That's meant that there are uh, apples still on the tree that are being frozen. Guess what happens? They turn to mush. So there has been a mad dash. This wasn't expected until it was in the forecast just within the past week or so. Um, there's been a mad dash as people have adjusted to try to get those apples harvested before those apples are essentially entirely worthless and that's how farming goes and that's what you're referring to senator is that yes. you know suddenly things change the weather changes whatever lots of factors in play you have to get the work done you can't say well we've worked our 40 hours we'll uh, take the weekend and you know hit it again yeah. on monday because if you do yeah. that there may be nothing left for you to harvest on Monday. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, the farm workers themselves want more hours. Uh, and the farmers, the growers, the producers are working side by side with their farm workers to get their crops harvested. So it's not that they just have those folks out there uh, themselves. Those farm workers that, uh, or the farm owners that came to the rally had come just off the tractors, just out of the trucks, uh, just out of the fields. So they are working side by side with the farm workers that they hire. That's exactly right. Again, State Senator Judy Warnick with us right now, uh, representing the 13th District of Washington State in uh, representing that district in Olympia uh, here on the Farming Show. I am Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI 790. Glad you're here with us this morning talking yeah. about these rallies um, that have mm -hmm. been popping up hundreds now. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, close to a thousand workers between the various events have gathered to uh, speak out on this, connect with each other, and, and connect with resources to be able to have their voice heard in Olympia. What's your message to that community right now, Senator, about how important their voice is? I, I told them uh, that uh, they are being listened to. We are listening. We, uh, those of us from the 13th District and actually all 
uh, the legislators that represent farming communities are listening to them. So I am so glad that these rallies are happening, so glad that their voices are being heard because they were afraid that we would not listen to them. And I wanted to let them know I come from a farming background myself. I know how hard farmers work uh, and I know how hard the farm workers work for those paychecks and we are listening. And so we're going to take their messages back to Olympia and try to save what is happening to those extra hours that they want to have. In terms of the lay of the land in Olympia, I mean, this whole issue came up because of the DeRider case uh, dairy farm here in eastern Washington, where I'm broadcasting from this morning, uh, Mm -hmm. went to the state Supreme Court, which ruled unconstitutional the state's exemption for agriculture on overtime pay. Uh, That uh, resulted in the, the following legislative session, this plan that is now playing out uh, to phase in overtime pay Mm -hmm. uh, from the get-go. A lot of us said this isn't going to work. This is actually Mm -hmm. going to hurt the workers that, Mm -hmm. you know, forgive me, but that some of the folks behind this really have kind of a do-gooder mindset, and, and that's nice, but you have to understand the world that you're delving into when you try to make a change of this magnitude and it's it's having this unintended consequence for workers that as you described very painful people who can no longer you know continue with their plans to build a house support their families are having to get second third jobs um they're making less money because of this decision that ostensibly was intended to help them make more money now in terms of process you know, last year we, we saw this proposal for this idea that you have touched on, seasonality. Uh, mm-hmm. This proposal came forward in the legislative session, ended up having a, a, a hearing. Didn't there, there wasn't any action taken on it beyond that. Um, this idea that, and for folks who didn't follow that, and we talked about it here on the program, the idea would have allowed farms to choose a 12-week period um, that they would predetermine as likely their busiest of the year, and that would allow during that window of time a higher threshold before time and a half overtime pay would kick in, allowing workers to get more hours uh, when the season is busy, as we've talked about. It mm-hmm. comes and goes, and there are busy times and slow mm-hmm. times, uh, and, and also getting giving farms the ability to get more done during those busy seasons where they need it. After that, didn't see any action last spring. Is there a chance of, of doing something here, bringing that back? I mean, and we may not yeah. know at this point what the fix could be, but, you know, how does this process start all over again? Here we are in the fall. Well, uh, and we will start it over again. As I mentioned, there's several legislators that represent areas where uh, both eastern Washington and um, on the west side, there are workers that are looking for more hours. Yep. And seasonality seasonality is key uh, because not all 
uh, crops, all farm workers are working even 40 hours some uh, some weeks, but um, there are other weeks that they could work many, many more. So that I'm sure will come back. It was introduced last year. It did get a hearing, but that bill technically is still alive because it's a biennium. And so it could come back, uh, gets a reintroduced again uh, under that same bill number. So we'll we will support doing that. Um, but um, you know the the other thing is uh, people who don't understand that farming is exactly like what you said. It's not a nine to five, five days a week job. It is a. I grew up on a dairy. And it's Mm -hmm. a seven day a week job. You don't take Christmas off. Those cows (laughs) need to be milked. And and we knew that. Ours was a family dairy. And uh, we knew that when uh, we were growing up that you did your job, you do your jobs on the on the dairy and uh, then you play and celebrate holidays um, after the cows are milked. But, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I just, the other concern I have, if we make it too difficult for people who are coming great distances, whether they're H2A workers or other uh, workers that come to Washington, they might not come back. And that was my message to uh, to those uh, people that attended the rally. Please, we want you here. We want to make it work for you. And we are listening to you when you are asking for more hours. So we're trying to, to um, not upset this delicate balance of having enough workers to do what needs to be done uh, during all seasons of agriculture. Um, our our um, producers are concerned about it and the workers are concerned about it. They've talked about going to other states. Mm. So very concerning that yeah. our farming community is, is going to be, especially our family farms, are, are going to be severely impacted by this. This is The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI. Our guest this half hour is State Senator Judy Warnick, representing the 13th District over here in eastern Washington, where I'm actually on the road with the show this morning. Um, Real quick, before we run out of time, Senator Warnick, Mm -hmm. give us at least a rough roadmap of kind of what happens from here legislatively and who should people be reaching out to to say, hey, this makes sense. If I really care about farm workers, if I care about Mm -hmm. farmers, if I care about the future of producing food in Washington State, Mm -hmm. Uh, I care about this issue. You know, it may seem like, well, it's it's a long way off until the legislative session, but things yeah. happen even before then. What sh- yeah. what, what's your advice to folks? My advice is to look up to see who your legislator is. Put in your address under the uh, ledge.wa.gov. Uh, website, find out who your legislators are. There's two House members and one senator and write to them or send them a uh, email or make a phone call and talk about how important this issue is to them. Um, Because now is the time to let the legislators know that you are concerned about 
saving uh, our family farms, saving the uh, food that is produced in Washington state. We have over 350 crops in Moses Lake. Uh, nah, I'm from Moses Lake, but in the state, in <laughs> yeah. the state of Washington, we yeah. grow over 350 crops. We need people to help with growing those crops and make them affordable. Um, our farmers are good stewards of our land, and we produce good, safe, local food. We need to have the help to get those productions done. I know last year when uh, that Senate bill that we've been talking about that would bring seasonality, that would take some of the pressure <laughs> off of workers and farmers, and SB 5476, if I recall correctly, as you said, mm-hmm. not technically totally dead, could could yeah. be revived and, and come back yeah. uh, um, in you know, starting in January or February, yeah. um, when that came up for a hearing there last year, there were some concerns about farm workers really being heard, and yes. you know, yes. workers coming to that hearing. And I, I think some who were in that hearing in leadership were shell shocked once they began hearing from the workers that they were actually opposed to overtime. I think the assumption yeah. was is that they were going to all be yeah. in favor of overtime. Yeah. Just again, showing the disconnect, the misunderstanding that some, mm-hmm. you know, particularly very urban districts, very disconnected yeah. from agriculture, how they misunderstand the situation will that be different if this comes up again this time will those workers be heard and given a fair shake i hope so um in fact i have taken steps to make sure they have uh they will be heard and if they're if we need an interpreter the interpreter will be someone that is not connected to the legislature uh, in opposition to the bill, hmm. because that's what happened. There was a hint that the farm workers didn't know what they were talking about. The uh, the interpretation was was misrepresented. So we need to make sure that these farm workers are adequately and fairly represented. Um, and their voice is heard. And so that's why it's so important to hear from these farm workers during these rallies yeah. so that we can educate them. They can't, the, the opposition can't say these farm workers are being misled. Senator so. Judy Warnick of the 13th District here in Washington, it's been a pleasure to have you here on the program, but more importantly, thank you uh, for all yeah. the work that you're doing advocating for the farming community there in Olympia. Keep us posted. Uh, We want to be involved with this. We want to let as many people know uh, of opportunities to be involved with us. So so keep us in the loop. And uh, we certainly appreciate your time here on the program this morning. I sure will keep you in in the loop. And thanks, Dylan. It's been a great pleasure talking with you. Paid political announcement. This is Sheriff Bill Elfo. For the past 25 years, I've worked to keep our community safe. To do my job, I've needed help from leaders like Whatcom County Council Member Kathy Kirshner. I've worked closely with Kathy during her eight years on the council. Her leadership and dedication to public safety as the number one purpose of local government is unparalleled. Kathy is a strong, steadied, principled leader with a deep understanding of the complex issues we face. Her work resulted in more deputies in the community, which means deputies reach people who need help faster. Councilmember Kirshner has my complete support. If community safety is important to you, vote Kathy Kirshner for County Council District 4 by November 7th. 
Hi, I'm Kathy Kirshner. Thank you for your decades of service to our community, Sheriff Elfo. It's been an honor to work with you keeping Whatcom County safe. Paid for by Vote Kathy Kirshner. Ready to put some skin in the game? The only sports book north of Snohomish County is now open at Silver Reef Casino Resort. Get in the game with baseball, football, basketball, hockey, and your other favorite sports. Visit Portage Bay Sportsbook and Bar and place your bets today. Sportsbook open daily at 9 a.m. Betting kiosks open 24-7. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. At Silver Reef Casino Resort, we've got that. Escape the hustle and bustle of the city and get ready for a fun and relaxation-filled getaway. Luxury hotel rooms? Yep. Championship golf? Mm-hmm. Top-rated casino with all the best slots and table games? Yes and yes. World-class dining at the region's best and Wine Spectator award-winning steakhouse? Yes, please. The total package is only missing one thing. You. Silver Reef Casino Resort. Located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. Hello folks, this is Phil George. I'm an elder law and estate planning attorney here in Bellingham and you might know me as the host of The Aging Hour right here on KGMI. I'm excited to share that you can now listen to The Aging Hour every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. If you have questions about Medicare, Medicaid, long-term care costs, probate, bills, trusts, or anything else that has to do with aging, this is the radio show for you. Studies show that more than 70% of estate plans fail when families need them the most. Join us every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. and we can show you how to set your family up for success. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? Contact West Mechanical today to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and info 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Are you ready? Are you planning to be there Wednesday afternoon? If you aren't sure if you're ready, what what am I talking about? Are you ready to protect your water? Whether you have, uh, you know, a farm uh, with irrigation or if you have stock water, uh, you know, water for your your animals. uh, If you have a private well uh, for your home, everybody in Whatcom County in one way or another will be connected with this legal action that is set to officially get underway this spring and and talking with a lot of folks a lot of people don't know including myself in some ways even though i'm i'm talking about this with people all the time with my job i still don't know okay exactly what do i need to do and what is the nature of my circumstance with water and will I have that for my family, for my property? Um, will people have that for their farms into the future? Welcome to the farming show on a Saturday morning. There is a very special event happening this coming week that you need to be at. If you don't know fully what to do or what to be prepared for or how to even start getting ready for this eventuality here in Whatcom County in the Nooksack Basin, You need to come to this 
event uh, tomorrow, or not, not tomorrow, the, uh, Wednesday afternoon um, and evening as well, our farmer rally for Whatcom Family Farmers. Again, I'm Dylan Honkoop, and joining me on the phone this morning is attorney and water rights aficionado uh, Bill Clark down in Olympia. He's going to be up uh, here with us Wednesday afternoon, and it's a great chance to hear from him and a list of other experts uh, on things like hydro geology and water law and all of the stuff in between a lot of people don't know what to make of all this and i hear a lot of misinformation going around Uh, and honestly some of the things that i thought i understood some time ago i've been corrected on so we all need to learn bill um talk about what you guys are going to be presenting at this protecting your water event on a wednesday afternoon at the fairgrounds here in linden Yeah, Dylan, good morning. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, Yeah, the event that's Wednesday afternoon is really intended to educate people on the status of the water rights adjudication, which is a lawsuit that will be filed by Department of Ecology by the state of Washington uh, in Whatcom County Superior Court. uh, And it's scheduled to be filed sometime around April of 2024. And what we're going to talk about is what this adjudication is. Uh, when it's going to be filed, and then what that means for water users in terms of how they have to file paperwork to become a party to that case. And if they don't do that, then they will lose their water rights, meaning water rate adjudication determines who has legal water rights within the Nooksack Basin. And as you noted, anybody who has a water use right now, whether it's stock water for animals, a private well for your house, irrigation for blueberries or raspberries or anything else, all cities, PUDs, et cetera, Everybody has to file what's called an adjudication claim within a certain time period to become a party to the case to protect your water right. And that's the most important thing for people to understand. So, I, yeah, I trust that you're going to be able to kind of walk people through you know, an adjudication. Uh, what, what's the term now? A, a water rights claim or an adjudication? An claim? adjudication claim, right? So the adjudication claim under state law, there's an adjudication claim form, Department of Ecology, which is our state's water rights agency, has to produce that form for people to use to then file their claim in that court case. And at the Wednesday afternoon event, there'll be additional speakers from a number of water resource consulting firms that can help anybody find information about the water rights they currently have. There's a huge database of water rights in the state maintained by Ecology. The folks that will be there Wednesday can help people pretty cost-effectively get all of the information they need about their water rates for their property so they're prepared to file their adjudication claim next year. Yeah, I I just want to impress on people, here's your chance to hear directly from these experts um, and it's it's a free event. You just show up. You know, you don't have to, you know, get a, an attorney on retainer or, you know, pay those kinds of fees. I mean, you may find out that that may be in your best interest to uh, move in that direction. But this event is a chance to hear directly from the experts. Um, we may even have time for a few questions. Obviously, there will be 
thousands of questions in the county and we can't get to every proclivity in this event but we're going to get to a lot of stuff on wednesday again at the fairgrounds by the way the the uh, people's bank farm pavilion there and the new building there at the fairgrounds again i'm dylan honkoop this is the farming show we're talking with uh, a water rights expert and attorney bill clark who will be one of the featured guests at this event from 2 to 4 p.m on wednesday november 8th so you'd say a claim people may think well i have a water rights claim or i have a water right or a certificate but that's not what you're talking about you're talking about a claim to be a part of this court case that is called adjudication yeah exactly right so let's say you have for your property a water rights certificate or a water right permit what you would need to do is file an adjudication claim form that would list the information for your water rate certificate or your water rate permit or information about your well. A lot of people have well logs for the wells at their property. You'd file that information on an adjudication claim form that makes you a party to the case itself, to the adjudication lawsuit. If people don't do that, at some point, there's a process called the default judgment where you're no longer a part of that case and you will not have a legal water right established. So it's really important people understand no matter what kind of water use you have, how big or how small, even if you have questions about the documents, you may not even know what they mean. You need to file that adjudication claim form. The deadline to file that will be determined sometime next year. Um, the case will be filed probably in April of next year, and then the deadlines will be sometime after that. But between now and then is the time where you can get, yeah. as you said, free information next week at this event on how to get the information you need to be prepared. Yeah, it's it's so complex, and the stakes are so high, as you're describing there, the, the potential to lose some or all of your access to water uh, for your farm, for your home, for your animals, potentially one or the other or all. Um, it, it behooves you, it behooves anyone, including myself, uh, to be on top of this issue. Like you said, well, um, you know, they may not be due until next year or, or later, um, but we got to get working on this right away. If we're, yeah, if we're, right. if we're at all serious about our future here for any of us who own property, live in, in Whatcom County. Um, again, the event is this Wednesday afternoon from two to 4 PM. It's called protecting your water, understanding the water rights lawsuit that is coming our way. Um, so literally what you're saying here is if someone doesn't do one of these adjudication claims and file that paperwork with the court, when, once this all gets underway, they will for sure lose their water. It's not just like, well, it's a gamble and we'll see what the court decides with my water. They will lose it unless they defend it. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, ultimately, in an adjudication, the court established what they call a decree, and it's a schedule of all the water rights that are recognized in the Nooksack Basin. If people don't file a claim to become a part of that process, they're not going to be on that schedule of water rights. And again, it'll play out over a number of years, but the time to get the information you need to file is now until next year. And so you file this piece of paperwork. Is the Department of Ecology going to reach out to – is this when everyone kind of gets served court papers then once this case is filed that, that alerts them to the fact that they need to do this? Or how do you even know where to start? Yeah, and there will be a process you know, starting sometime next year where the case gets filed 
and then the court, Walken County Superior Court, will approve an issue what's called a summons, like in any other type of lawsuit. Um, landowners in areas where they're not uh, connected to public water systems and therefore have their own water rights, they will get uh, notice of this summons. There likely will be a published notice of the summons in local newspapers. There'll be all sorts of public notice to inform people of, here's the case, here's where it's been filed, and here's the deadline or date by which you have to file your adjudication claim. But there'll be a number of different methods of public notice, both public notice in the newspaper, direct notice via certified mail to people, other procedures like that. And those exact procedures and deadlines aren't known yet, but that that timeline is going to kick off sometime during 2024. Well, and, and again, because the stakes are so high for so many people, uh, I, I personally don't want to sit around on my hands until they publish all of the notifications and deadlines and documents uh, before I get to work on some of this stuff. Yeah, no, now's the time to get ready. So, and as time goes on, Dylan, if you have uh, listeners that have questions, I'm happy to come back on your show and answer questions from people about how they get prepared, things like that. I'm happy to do that. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Again, Bill Clark is with us. He is an attorney, water rights, uh, water law expert um, based down in Olympia. So he knows the landscape down there, but he's also very involved with uh, those of us up here in Whatcom County and the Nooksack Basin, both with us here, the farming community uh, and uh, also in the realtor community. I know you work with those folks as well. Um, This group of experts, including yourself, that will be on stage for this event on Wednesday from 2 to 4 p.m. at the fairgrounds in Linden. Um, You guys had an event, what, a couple of months ago, I want to say, in in Ferndale. A lot of private well owners turned up. I know around that time and the publicity that happened with that event, a lot of people who hadn't been paying attention to this started uh, to pay attention. It was standing room only. It was really busy. It got a bit contentious at some point because people understandably were frustrated. Um, what's going to be different this time for someone who may have been aware of or attended that that last event? From my understanding, we're going to be a lot more focused, particularly on the farming community's needs uh, to to prepare this time. Yeah, and I think my observation is that more people are finding out about the coming water rates adjudication. And as people find out about it for the first time, they're not very happy about it, right? But I think people need to understand that the state Department of Ecology has the authority to make the decision to file that case. Um, they've made that decision. They stated they intend on filing it. And so like it or not, people need to get prepared the focus of the event on Wednesday is primarily for a farming audience so they can understand the different types of water rate documents they have, what they represent, how they can get them, how they can access them either through the online database that the state has or through some of the water rates consulting firms that, as I mentioned, pretty cost effectively can help people yeah. get the documentation they need. Well, and we're going to try to have uh, worksheets even so you can take an inventory of your own, you know, your farm or your personal uh, water rights situation and where you have gaps in, you know, documentation that maybe you need to round up or maybe you need to consult an attorney uh, or consult a a hydrogeologist to figure out what's going on with with everything that you're up against in your particular property, your particular operation. Um, all of that, uh, will 
you know, this group of folks will help guide you and, and, and hopefully you can come away with, you know, not only a lot more knowledge, but specific uh, to do's. I know that's usually yeah. what I want when I go to an event like that. It's it's one thing to hear all the information that can get overwhelming, but I also want kind of a hit list afterwards. Okay, here's what I learned. Now I need to go home and do my homework and I need to be able to remember um, all the things that I still need to figure out with this. Yeah, and I think the the other folks that will be at the event Wednesday have, have worked for a number of farmers in Whatcom County and Skagit County and elsewhere around the state. And I think we all understand, you know, farmers are do-it-yourselfers. They like to do things uh, on their own yeah. when they can. And so there'll be some resources provided so they so farmers can start to take the steps to figure out what water aid documents they have. But then also when they run into a question, there are a number of people that'll be there that'll be able to help them. So, Well, and I, I know some folks from a more skeptical perspective may say, well, it's just these folks trying to, you know, get more clients, you know, for their hydrogeology consulting or, or yourself as an attorney. And I know that's not the case at all. And in fact, it's not like anybody has uh, any shortage of clients or business in this realm in, in this uh, basin right now now. In fact, it's a, a potentially a crisis of having enough attorneys to represent people, attorneys that are well-versed in these issues and qualified to do so. Yeah. And that's going to be, I think it'll be a challenge as you get closer to the adjudication in that, you know, you literally have thousands of different parties uh, that use water in the Nooksack Basin um, and getting representation for all those people is going to be a real challenge. Um you know, and I'm just concerned that if people wait too long, they're not going to be able to get the help they need before the adjudication. So that's why it's best to be proactive yeah. and figure out what you have right now so so that you are ready. Yeah. And also online, you know, when posting about this event, I've heard some folks say, oh, why does it have to be in the afternoon? Well, we do have a farmer rally in the evening uh, where we will have a guest speaker with some valuable information to share as well. Paul Simmons, he's coming to us from California and he's been deeply involved in water issues, water law issues in the West for a long time. He's an attorney, um, and he's also been on the ground, so to speak, involved in what's happened in the Klamath Basin and, and can share some very important input on uh, where our heads need to be as we f- f- begin to face a somewhat similar situation and battle here in the Nooksack Basin. So that is in the evening, um, right after this uh, protection your water event. It's a 4.30 uh, start time for social hour, 5.30 dinner. We're going to have a double barrel barbecue for you, you there. Again, free uh, of charge uh, for you to have dinner with us. Um, and then hear from Paul Simmons. And, and also we're going to do some fundraising because honestly, it's going to take more support to keep up the the efforts uh, that uh, folks like Bill uh, and the other experts are doing, as well as um, all the, you know, public notification that, that, you know, keeping the word out and, and helping urge this community to move in the direction of settling this case. 
Um, you know, we've talked a, a lot about that on the, this program, uh, and we hope that that's where this this situation can end up, rather than staying as a court purely court process the entire way through, which could get very acrimonious, as we've warned people about many times. So you need to plan to make it out to this event if you can. Uh, if you can't make it to the afternoon, please come to the evening. Everybody should be there. Um, I, I do want to thank Larson Gross uh, as our title sponsor for the evening. CHS Northwest, EPL Feed, and Skagit Farmers Supply are sponsoring the event in the afternoon. Uh, we do have that limited auction of 10 uh, incredible packages. Um, and we also have a best of the auction raffle before the, this all gets started. Um, so you can... If you want, if if you win the raffle, you get to pick uh, from the auction items before anybody else and, and take that home. Again, Wednesday, November 8th, Northwest Washington Fairgrounds, People's Bank, Farm Pavilion. Social hour begins at 4.30 p.m. right after the 2 to 4 p.m. Protecting Your Water event gets done. And uh, Bill... You'll be there. Uh, your fellow, your colleagues in this world of water and law will be sharing as well. And boy, I mean, there's so much more that we could go into right now, but we're just about out of time. Again, you're saying people got to start figuring this out now, otherwise they could be shut out and literally left high and dry. Yep, that's right. So I look forward to seeing you, Dylan, there and everybody else on Wednesday. Yeah, and it, it will be a good time uh, for everybody just to come together uh, as well and to, to see each other face-to-face. And, hey, we're all in this together. Um, we have a lot uh, to unify over uh, and support each other as a farming community, as a larger Whatcom County uh, community for this issue. People have also said... Um, you know, are these folks in in favor of adjudication or opposed to adjudication? Well, the reality is at this point, it's neither. <laughs> you know, um, Bill, I, I'm sure that, that you can add to that. I my perspective, you know, has always been uh, I have severe um, uh, concerns about the the court process as the State Department of Ecology has laid out. I think there's a better way of going about it. But as you've said, this is going to happen. They are planning on filing this case, so we need to prepare accordingly. So at this point, it's not about whether you're for or against this process. It's about figuring out if you're ready or not. Yeah, no, and that's, I think, important to to keep in mind that there was a, you know, a process over the last, you know, two or three years where Department of Ecology was considering, would they file a water rights adjudication somewhere in the state as the prior adjudication in the Yakima Basin concluded? They considered a number of basins. Nooksack Basin was on the list. A number of people within agriculture, different agricultural groups and others expressed opposition to it being filed in the Nooksack Basin. Ecology took those comments in and they're going to file it anyway. Um, so whether you support it, whether you oppose it, it's going to happen. And so you just need to get prepared for it. Yep. And that, that's that's the reality. And there is still hope that uh, all parties can come together, negotiate and, and come up with a, a settlement scenario that addresses these issues rather than having to litigate every single piece of this whole thing. Of course, that's what, you know, something that I, I'm sure Paul uh, Simmons will be sharing about and their experience in Klamath. Uh, with that same idea. Again, Bill Clark with us here on the Farming Show this morning. 
thank you so much and look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. Again, 2 p.m. 2 to 4 is the educational event. 4.30 is the social hour and then the farmer rally into the evening with dinner. Bill, we'll see you there. Great. Thanks so much, Don.